is a Zerbinator Land production. Enjoy. Hey, Fervin. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Paul, what are you doing here? Well, I'm I'm working for Ferg. He's uh, he's busy baking for Easter. Oh, wow, that's right. He had to go into work early tonight. Yeah. Didn't he tell you? See, no, well, he told me he was going into work and he was going to send somebody, quote unquote, over. He's like, I'll send you somebody. And I was like, oh, well, uh, so I guess it's you. And I'm excited. Thank oh, you so much. If you're excited, why are you making that, that like face like you're going to vomit? I'm kind of confused. Getting mixed signals well, here. I'm, I'm, I have to go, unfortunately. I mean, I, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we both have the same haircut. And What's that smell? S- excuse me? Excuse me? So, something uh, kind of rank in here. Any, anyway, sorry, go ahead. Haircut, yeah. Same haircut. That's true. The same haircut. Excuse me, I'm wafting. <coughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to waft. But no, it's just I feel bad because I have to go. Luke Bryan is coming over. Do you know Luke? <laughs> Yeah, I do. But you know what? This is... You know, you have a look on your face that you're just uncomfortable with that. Well, the thing is, you know, Ferg Ferg warned me that as soon as you come over here, Kevin's probably going to have to do something. I've listened to the show. I know what happens. Why do you always plan this when people come over? I don't don't understand. It's not that I plan when people come over. It's just the fact that I'm always doing something. I believe in being creative, and I believe in enjoying life to its fullest. And I really, really have to go downstairs and rewind all the records because I've been playing them for so much. And there's a whole stack of records. Yeah, I just got to rewind them and put them back in the in the Definitely holders. don't want unwound records. No, they sound I terrible, understand. especially with cats because it gets all over the mm. house. Yeah. And speaking of cats, I, I, see, uh, I see Jerry over there. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to talk about Ooh. that later, but Jerry lives. I see. Clearly. Yeah. I'm so excited. He actually made it. You know, there's times I wish he didn't, but he did. And Dina, too. And Dina's here, and she never had a chance of, of not making it, but she's made it as well. After she found out Jerry was going to make it, I saw her trying to run to the lake. And I'm like, where are you going? And she looked back as if longingly saying, you know, I can't take it. But she's going to make it, too. But I better get downstairs because Luke's going to be over any second. Yeah. I, I'd like All to be right. up here when he does come over. So help yourself. There's food in the cupboard. Um, uh, there's pictures of Ferg in the bedroom if you get interested. Mm. You'll know what to do. There's plenty of stuff on the on the counters and in the cupboards. Help yourself. Why are there pictures of Ferg and on the ceiling? I'll see you later. Okay. I'm going to go downstairs and work on those records. Creepy. All right, brother. Thank you so much uh, for yeah, coming yeah, over. Sure, Can't wait. All right. See you soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> place is a lot smaller than i thought and that's weird over in the corner there's a medieval rack and but but the walls what what is with the hello kitty stuff jeez uh, i don't know if that was ferg's influence or what anyway oh jerry was that you oh, no no there's something underneath the desk uh i don't even want to look oh my god Oof. Oh, I guess I'll get that. Yeah, yeah, come on in. Hi, hey, Ferg. Uh, um, Wait a minute, you're not, you're not Ferg. No, no, you're, uh, you're Luke, right? I'm Luke. Are you Richard Hand? Uh, well, I like to be called Dick, but yeah. Hi. Uh. Are you, are you uh, drunk? 
No, this is naturally how mm. I am. My name is Luke Bryan. You might recognize me from such show as uh, American Idol. Yeah, uh-huh. And I, I judge people for singing. Uh, go ahead. G- give, me, give me some singing. Go ahead and sing for me. Uh, actually, that's Ferg's job, and I'm not Ferg. Now, that's not singing. That's talking. <laughs> yes. And that's also blaming somebody else for something you're not doing right now. So if you try... Just stand up straight, stand up straight, you slouch a little bit, and sing from from your diaphragm. And let me give you one to put in. Okay. Deem, right, that seems highly unnecessary. Oh, I love a parade. Now, see, that song you sang just right there, that came from your diaphragm, of which I provided, and you sang that song just like you would if you had sung it. And that's what I want you to know. And you could be somebody famous if you would just pay the right person. Huh. But the, that's I, not why I I'm here. Can I take this diaphragm out? It's really uncomfortable. I'll, no, I'll no, get it's it. Okay. Hold on. Oh. Oh. Wow. That thing. That, oh, my gosh. I'm in here four minutes and there's already insertions. Funny. No problem. No problem. Just, I'll just wash this off and yeah, save it for first. Yeah, I'm Verge. sure you will. Yeah. I hope you washed it before you used it on me. Anyway, um... Oh, uh, yeah, I, uh, sure I did. I'm going to go down... What, this is what I was going to do with first. Tonight, I was going to go down uh, these these ten words and play a game of word association with mm-hmm. Furge. Again, Furge is not here. You're aware of that. I'm not sure if that's sinking in or not, but I'm not Furge or Furge. Your first name is Dick? Or, or Pern. Uh, yes, as far as you know, it is Dick. That's not... But you can call me... Mr. Handler, if Mr. that makes you feel Mr. better. Mr. Hand, hands, hands, Handsler. You sure. Well, I'm going to go. I'm going <laughs> to go down these words, and I want you to tell me. Tell you, I want. I want you. I want you to look me right in these pearly blue eyes, and tell me exactly what comes into your mind when you hear these words. Mm-hmm. We'll start off with number ten. Number ten. The first word. For you to think about. And I want you to be quick, too. I want you sitting there going, um, um, like I do when I read it. Can you say the damn word, Luke? Oh, we got an impatient motherfucker in here. <laughs> All right. Well, really, describing the word you're going to say seems sort Never of unnecessary. It. I just described like the, the rules of the game. Mm-hmm. You're a bit of a slow talker. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the, first, the first word is Intel. Uh, Intel. That would be a computer chip. No, no, I don't want a damn definition. I want you to tell me the first word that comes to your mind. It's word association. You understand? That would be the first part of the word intelligent that does not apply to you. This is obvious, but you don't have to point it out. See, now that's just being unkind. Listeners can tell on their own. That's true. That's true. Wait, number nine. Number nine. Cooter. Cooter or Tudor? No, Cooter. You had the first one. Cooter. Well, Cooter was a guy on no, the, the Dukes of Hazard. I don't need to tell me what it is. I need you to come up with a word it makes you think of right, right away. That's what I think of. You think of the Dukes of Hazard guy. Bo and Luke Duke. The women. And the General Lee. Women, when they wipe, they wipe their Cooter and their Tudor. Well, in, in that in order, that I order. believe. But yes. I don't know if I leave that in or not. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I don't think they leave it in. I just kind of oh, go oh. across the surface and 
different device that's left in. That's for other purposes, but uh, number anyway. <laughs> number eight. <laughs> Retro. Ferg. Very good. Okay, that's good. It reminds you of Ferg, and that's good. Number seven. Number seven. Schnitzel. Something I never eat. Hmm. Very good. Go on to number six. Number six. Virgo Gizan. Uh, are, are you calling me Ferg, or are you? Is that the word? <laughs> no, it's Virgo Gizan. <laughs> Yes. Like Chinese, Chinese man uh, dressed up like a Fergo? Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. You beat me to it, Luke. All right. You thank you. You are a genius, sir. That, just a minute ago, you told me that I was not intelligent. Well, genius with a J. Oh, all right. Number five. Number five <laughs> is kefir. That's sort of a yogurt thing they used to make back in the 70s, I think. There's, you, there, there was something called Kiefer. That's what it was. And when I heard you say her name on the show before, that's what I. That's what came to no, mind. That's a Sutherland. Kiefer is a Sutherland. It doesn't matter what you're looking for, really, does it? No, you're absolutely right. You're a vicious little sucker, ain't you? Well, it's the smell in here and the freaking Hello Kitty stuff and Ferg's pictures on the ceiling. I'm a little creeped out. I got to be honest, Luke. All right. I understand. I get that feeling every time I come over here. <laughs> I don't blame you. Hold on. We agree on something. Number four. Number four. Kool-Aid. <sighs> a refreshing beverage. Mm, I agree. I really agree. We're going to give you a for that. Excellent. Number three. Black tar heroin. I'm going to have to think about this one here for a second. No, you're supposed to say first word come to your mind. I know. That that was it. Okay, I get it. I get it. I'm going to have to think about this for a second. Mm-hmm. Number two. It's a big commitment, Black Tar Heroin. You, gotta, you can't just jump right in. No, you can't. That's a, that takes a lot of... takes a lot. <laughs> Number two. Number two. Taint. Taint? Taint that area you should be touching. Taint. Taint. Taint nothing is, there you should be touching. Uh, taint is past tense of does. <laughs> it either does or it taint. <laughs> taint. You know, I, I, I learned I learned some words like you use, Luke, when uh, I used to work with a guy from Texas. Uh-huh. And I learned uh, an interesting word. And I want to see if you know this word as well. Aunt Mita. Do you know that word, Luke? Uh, Aunt Mita. Aunt Mita, go out back and clean up the that's backyard. It. See, or... I knew you had something in common with my Texas friend. Yeah, that's that's what I do. Can you spell Aunt Mita? Sure. L. Se- <laughs> L. Aunt Mita. Seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, dash. Period. And now number one. <laughs> Are you ready? Mm, I can't wait. Number one. Anti-disestablishmentarianism. Well, obviously, um, I would have to say Volkswagen Beetle. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right, well, I guess I better go. Ferg is going to be here another day. Mm, he's, yeah, another should... day. That is correct. 
Well, it's been a real, it's been really what's, honored to what's have you. The, what's that, sorry, what's that on the side of your face? It looks like a brick. That hit you, you in the head on the way in, or is it still there? Natural, <laughs> yeah, was that from birth? Is that what happened to you? Would just you came out and slam right in the side of your head? It's just I'm just curious. The so, baby, I mean, and why uh, would the you baby keep it needed there? to cry, or the lungs wouldn't clear? But that's but, what the doctor said to me every year. I asked about the scar. Okay, but why is it duct taped to your head? As a reminder that I could have died. You know, you you could take it off. You, you, would, you would stand up straight if you did, I think. Straighter than you are. My baby brick? Pre-recorded live at KMAX Studios right here in New England in the Upper Eastern United States in association with Delaware. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand by. And Bert's mistress, Computer. please sit back and please enjoy the show, and please stand by. The show is about to begin. Hello and welcome to episode 79 of Please Stand By. This is a comedy podcast about nothing and everything all at once, pre-recorded live here in the KMAC of Studios in the heart of Connecticut, in association with California. What are you doing here? Sup, dude? Hey! Tonight with me is a very good friend, an incredible person when it comes to pumping up your ego when you do a podcast. And another interesting fact is we both not only have the same haircut, but we are both musicians, we are extremely good looking, and in great health. <clears throat> interesting. Yes. For my end. <laughs> This gentleman is the VP of Development over in, in television. He does the Intellivisionaries podcast. He owns White Flag Computing, which is a computer company where he repairs, fixes, builds, and makes love to incredible computers. Mm. And he so hosts... the love part. <laughs> he hosts two other podcasts, Atari Visions, which I'm guessing is a mix, mix of Intellivision and Atari. Atari mm, Visions is... Well, Ferg has talked about it on the show. He, he's one of the hosts as well. We talk about... Uh, we take a, a game that existed on Atari Intellivision, Odyssey 2, ColecoVision, and we compare and contrast. Okay, cool. I listen to it, as you can tell just by now. Oh, you're an expert at it. Yeah, you've probably heard all the episodes oh, multiple yeah. times. I just want to make sure you knew mm -hmm. that. And then he hosts the Wizard of Odyssey 2 podcast, which he loves dearly and does often. Mm. Yeah, that we did that whole one episode that was just, you know, it's so good. <laughs> we, we couldn't top it, so we just let it sit. And, you know, it sort of ages like wine. <laughs> they, they tend to do that after a while. <sighs> And and thank you so much for coming along for the ride. I really appreciate it. Um, Ferg did have to work tonight, and um, I asked his permission to have a stand. And you know how Johnny Carson would take a night off, and then all of a sudden you would see Burt Reynolds sitting in the chair. Mm -hmm. You are the Burt Reynolds of, of Please Stand By. Oh, well, I you. think that's good. You know, there's always those people it in is. the audience like, where's Johnny? I didn't come all the way to Burbank to watch Burt Reynolds. <laughs> I don't know why they're. I Get don't know this. why they're from the you know the south or whatever or the you know where the hell like Appalachia, but they they were. They just they came out <laughs> Maybe to see they, Carson and he wasn't there. 
and they got really mm-hmm. upset about it. Would you like to talk a bit about goodies? Is that a pet name for Ferg? This is the time for pleasant discussion in a thoroughly relaxed mood. Don't spring unpleasant surprises. If they have disagreeable news, they'll postpone the discussion until another time. So let's start off with you, my friend. Please, what have you been doing? Well, quite a bit. Uh, I will go into, since you mentioned the whole Intellivision thing. Um, yeah, Please. there's the new Intellivision coming out. I know you, you, you told me before we were recording that you were not really a big retro gaming kind of fan. But uh, that was one of the systems that I grew up with and embraced and you know that's partly why i did have started a podcast on it back in 2013 but um i'm friends with Mm -hmm. a lot of the people who used to design the games used to work for mattel um good friends with tommy tallarico who's the president of the company um so he and i would get together and play because we both played it as kids about the same age and and um we met at a game convention many years ago and just hit it off and um, but yeah, the, the new thing is, uh, it's bringing back the, a new version of the console, kind of keeping with the theme of the retro style games, but up, updated modern graphics and sound and, uh, families getting together, playing on the couch, not a bunch of first person shooters. Not that, you know, there's anything wrong with that, but, uh, different. No, market. I understand that. Definitely. Definitely. I've always had a respect for in television versus, I mean, Atari was massive, and they had, they had the uh, the arcade games that they were putting into your home, and that I appreciated. But in television, for me, was a little bit more my speed, so I had much more respect for it. We had no, we didn't have it. My cousin had the Atari, and he also had the Intellivision. We had the the Radio Shack version of Intellivision. The Tandy Vision. Then it must have been the Tandy Vision, and we had that. And and I guess that's why I respected it. And please tell me if I'm wrong, but isn't Intellivision the one that actually started the whole thing with Pitfall, or am I being stupid? No, Pitfall started on, on Ferg's system, the 2600. Damn it, Ferg. But it made it over to Intellivision. Activision made games for Intellivision, so did Imagic. Then I think um, I must have played it on that first, because I always thought, that's why I loved Pitfall, but I always thought I played it on, and I guess that would have made it to a Tandy version as well, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, basically, so basically the reason that you thought you loved Intellivision has just been um, the dismantled, so now you don't like it at all. Okay. No, it's just that there was so much more to do with it. There was more controls, there was more buttons, there was more little things to touch and do and things, and Atari had a red button and a controller, and that's all I knew about Atari. Well, I started with the Atari, and I had it for about a year, and my next-door neighbor, one of my best friends back then, he got in television, and Mm -hmm. then I decided that I wanted that, so I sold my Atari as a kid. Wow. Yeah. I never had either. This is why I get upset, because we couldn't have it. My my parents were very rude, and therefore I harbor anger towards anybody who does a podcast on anything that isn't first-person shooter. No, I'm kidding. But it's just... Where's that door? I'm just... No, it's... No, no, no. It's uh, (laughs) just... Come on, Paul. Paul. I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, hold on, let me let him back in. I wouldn't do that. Come on in, come on in. You know, you invite me over and you yeah. insult me. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm gone. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. What an ass, I swear to God.
It's just one show. You think maybe he'd stay? Hold on one second. <laughs> Hold it coming! Paul, hey. Yeah. We're just talking about you. Um, you know tell what? Me, uh, tell uh, me I'm more. I'm going to give you another chance. Oh, God bless. Here. Give me a hug. Mm-hmm. All right. God, not so, why are you grabbing my ass? Sorry, I do that all the time. Sorry. Creepy guy. I mean, I respect <laughs> what you do, but you're a creep. Thank you. Thank you. So tell me more about this uh, uh, television and podcasting you were going to tell me. Well, yeah, I won't drone on because this is not the Intellivisionaries podcast. Insert bumper no, here. Fine. <clears throat> um, but uh, yeah, so the podcast thing was fun. It's, well, it still is. It's just we're sort of on hiatus because... Uh, like you, um, I tend to do a lot of production and things have evolved on the show and show characters and bits and sound effects. And yeah, it takes me a while to put an episode together. And with the stuff that's going on with the new in television, plus my business, plus we're actually moving house this month. Yeah, and, that's right. You mentioned that. Yeah, it's been cr- kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, the reason I started the podcast is because, you know, Ferg had already started the, the 2600 game by game podcast and, and he actually, we call him the Podfather, and, and you know, it's, I it's love that. in jest to a degree, but it's also true because there were a lot of retro gaming podcasts like retro gaming roundup is I've been friends with those guys for years and I've done some music for them and stuff, but they they were focused on all the different systems. And Ferg was kind of one of the early guys who said, I want to just focus on one particular system, the Atari. And I sort of shortly after he started, I decided to do that for a television because there's a lot of stuff on YouTube. People misinformation saying stuff about games that wasn't even close to true. Right. So, you got to correct that. Yeah. So you have to, I, I appreciate that very much. Yeah. So I went looking for a co-host and, uh, Originally, it was a guy, William Olds, uh, he came on, and then I got Rick Reynolds started in his podcasting career as uh, one of my co-hosts. And uh, He does the holiday show we were just talking about. Yes, that. he does. I love Rick's shows, yes. And he had never done any podcasting until I roped him into to that. And he's a, he's a great uh, great podcaster, very uh, entertaining, very knowledgeable. He we, we do the game reviews, and he does all the research on that, and I make smart-ass comments. And yeah. that's... <laughs> It's kind of that's what, good. The show. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I belittle what he's done. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a fun show. I, I wish that uh, as as this move thing happens and things settle down a little bit, then I'm going to try to get more going. I mean, I'm currently working on uh, episode 36, um, but it's taking way too long. So it's also the time of year too. You got to add on the spring so you're going to be moving around a bit a lot even if without the regular uh schedule that you have with everything going on you want to get outside and do crap aside from all that mm-hmm. and it just that eats away at everything else yeah and all this um, studio gear that i'm looking at right now is going to start moving within the next week or so so all this is yeah, going to be broken so everything down. becomes unplugged too, uh, that's the point. and you got to plug it back in oh, i understand about bringing like kids. you said you brought rick reynolds in yeah and uh, I did the same thing for Joe Rogan. He was screwing around one day. He's like, hey, should I do another fear show? And I'm like, no, dude. You could definitely go on and do what we call internet radio. Internet radio, what's that? And I was like, dude, it's podcasting. So in 2007, we got him started, and here he is now. And he just he blew right by me. 
Wow. But you can check him out oh. if you want to check him out. Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah. I know Joe. I know, don't know him personally, but yeah, I've, I've watched uh, several clips on YouTube of, of stuff that he does. and Yeah, him and Corolla, I got started. Really? You, you're quite the, uh, the uh, instigator. Oh, yeah. I'm, it's, you know, and do I get any appeasement? Or, um, well, you got a, a pizza. You got like a flower basket that's sort of wilted in the corner. Was that? Was that? Yeah, that's well. And what's sad is, even though it's wilted, those are silk flowers. Huh. Yeah, doesn't usually happen. Maybe it has something to do with the smell in here. That's probably the silk flowers. Um, but the reason the place smells is not because Jerry died. Guess what? Jerry is alive and well. The day we went to put him down, um, we recorded that podcast, the previous one. Um, I don't think you've heard the previous one yet, have you, on I a side note? I heard the, li- let's see, the last three ones I, I'd caught up on. So I did hear you talking about, about that Jerry he wasn't doing well and all that stuff, yeah. Um, the next day, that night, Shelly and I went to bed after recording Please Stand By. We always have the greatest sex after I talk to Ferg. Good to know. It's just He's fresh in my mind. So that night I went to bed. And uh, we, the whole night, Jer- Shelly and I never slept because Jerry was just making noises like, you know, the end of the world is coming. It just mm. sounded terrible. Sounds like the Pet cemetery cat mm-hmm. most of the night. Sometimes dead is better. And uh, Jer- that's from the movie. I'm sorry. It's- you just ruined and the so- movie for the 10 people who haven't seen it. Yeah, sorry, guys. Spoiler alert! So... <laughs> Jerry wet the bed. Jerry, that night he wet the bed, and we were just convinced. Tomorrow morning, we say our goodbyes and get up and go. Mm. Cried all night, hardly slept. Morning came, um, went out in the kitchen to get his stuff together to put into a uh, basket because he likes baskets instead of kitty carriers. Uh, put him in the basket, and he jumps out and he goes over to the food bowl and starts eating. And I'm like, huh? and you said he hadn't eaten in, in a few days, right? It, we're working on day eight. Oh my god! No food, no food, and no number two. He hasn't done it at all. Took forever for that to come out. He slowly ate. Shelly started feeding him with syringe for the rest of the food. We gave him the other appetite pill, the last one. He started eating a little bit more. We were like, "Oh, this could work." We were kind of hopeful, but not optimistic. Then we went back and forth from being very optimistic but not hopeful. And then one fine day, I go back there, and he left a Yule log in the kitty litter box, bigger than mine. And I said, "Shelly, did you sh in the litter box? You have a kitty litter box, your own? No, this was this is Jerry's. But I thought no. You said that he left it in the one that was bigger than yours. No, no, mine's not in the same box. I get it. So you were, you were not referencing the box. You were referencing the poop. But I was referencing the box. <laughs> no, I got it. Just watching the wind go over your head. Right over your That's head. That's where my hair whoosh. went. <laughs> Everything is fine. And now he's back to 100% normal. And I love him. And I'm so glad. And we got very lucky. I don't know how that happened. My new album is out this week. Please help yourselves. It's called Zerbinator's Graffiti. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um I, I'm just so excited because of the fact. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's great. I hope you like it. There's two versions of it, regular and then a cassette emulated version. Please help yourselves. Uh, Zerbatron.bandcamp.com. Completely free if you hit 0.00 in the pay what you wish department. I would prefer money, but then again, what am I going to do with it? I'm, I'm not going anywhere to perform. 
help yourselves. It's up there. Music for me should be free. And, and it is a, a great stuff. I, I was listening to that one today uh, and a little bit the day before in, in the office while I was working. Thank you. And we had a discussion about the synth bass you were using. Yes. Because we're electronic musician, nerd type gear patch discussion people. Definitely. Lost the three listeners, I think. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I agree. Um, we'll have to get into that. We're going to have to yeah. do a, another podcast, maybe about uh, retro synth music for um, overthinking or something. I'm going to have to have you back. And we can good. discuss the pros and cons of various sequencing packages. <laughs> we're going to lose a lot of people. <laughs> Do you prefer the MMTA or do you prefer uh, the Cooler Pro with the? I uh, don't really like hardware sequencers because they just have that little screen. I prefer when you use it on your VIC twenty or your Commodore sixty four because then you can have like some letters and stuff and columns. Yeah, you could do that, but my thing is like in Skyrim. <laughs> if you walk around the entire planet of Skyrim, it'll be two days before you come back to the same location. Now, when I use the MIDI in MMT eight, I can do up to eight channels, and you're still playing more notes than it holds. 64 per second. Yeah, but if you have to go back and edit one of those notes, what are you going to do? You just got to go into that little screen, and sometimes those buttons don't work because they get like that corrosion on them. Yeah, that's true, too. You have to make sure not to eat a jelly sandwich while you're hitting record. That'll hold that bitch down. Yeah, it'll hold it down without any. uh... Anyway, so you want to go on to news and commentary? (laughs) Well, we didn't even get into quantizing. I prefer auto quantizing, thank you. Yeah, for drums, whatever. Whatever staccato keyboard man, everything's freaking quantized. Same like We've got all the news right here. Don't go away. We've got all the news right here, so don't go away. Local news. That's right. Right now we're gonna talk about news. We're gonna start off with Paul. Paul, what do you got for us this evening? Well, you know what? It's I don't want to bring the show down. It it was kind of um depressing story actually mm. um you know the the auto workers uh in this country have suffered there's a lot of automation and things that happen uh, yeah. to put p- p- people out of work and things go overseas and you know uh, it's probably not a, a great job right but um were you aware that that they're striking now because no they, yeah and it's a big deal it's not just for some stupid reason that you know, what? some satirical paper would write about. It's it's legitimate stuff. I mean, they're on strike for more acrylic novelty baseball caps. What? Yeah. Can you believe it? I mean, uh, these guys are doing the real work. You know, doing the hard labor, and they're wearing baseball caps that are just faded and tattered, and you can't even read the slogans anymore. Is it is it a matter of the netting in the back just coming apart? You know, is it that that type where you have like Ford up front, and in the back it's just a net, and those are ripping, or like you said, the logos are fading? Well, it's it's a combination. I mean, some of the mesh stuff is 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 coming out, uh, or the foam in the bill, you know, the, the above the bill there. It's okay. UAW local one sixty three president uh, Wayne Garber. Uh, you know Wayne, don't you? I mean, Wayne's a good guy. Oh yeah, I've heard about him. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's really big on the uh, the Mopars. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's marching with the fellow workers in in front of GM's uh, Romulus powertrain assembly plant. You know that place. Um, yeah, I was there yesterday. Yeah, and he says all we want is our rightful share of mesh backed hats emblazoned with humorous slogans about bass fishing 
inebriation, spousal weight gain, and other such topics of relevance to our lives. Spousal weight gain. Well, that's what's needed. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, do these hats come in in, in all sizes, or is just one one size fits all crap? Or what are they going to do? The variety. I mean, they're like I said, the the foam fronts are flaking. The the crescent shaped vent holes in the back are eroded. The silkscreen lettering wow. is so faded you can't even communicate the fact that if it has tits or wheels, it'll give you trouble. I mean, that that is just awful. <laughs> and. And this one brought a tear to my eye, honestly, Kevin. Um, there are assembly line workers who haven't given a mustache ride in 10 years simply because oh the caps my. are so tattered that the women didn't know the rides were available. That is terrible. It's <laughs> freaking awful. Oh, God bless them. I mean, how are you going to know? How are you going to know? <laughs> Truck stops around the country I mean, are just <laughs> quiet. All right. Uh, auto workers, we uh, Kevin and I stand with you. Um, we do stand with we you. We got to fix this. This is this is uh, come on. This is America, people. Mm. Stash or cash is what I'm saying. Need those caps. Yeah. Well, um, my my news topic. I'm I'm doing the dog that was saved when found 135 miles offshore in Thailand. Mm. Uh, apparently. Uh, a worker on one of the rigs, the Chevron rigs in Thailand that haven't leaked out into the ocean yet, they, they noticed a dog swimming toward the platform last Friday. And um, they said that uh, it was a good thing that they were working that day or else they wouldn't have saved the poor dog. The dog had swam 135 miles off the shore of Thailand and uh, was delivered by boat to a southern port of Sangala. I think it's somewhere in Thailand, uh, on Monday and declared in good shape after being taken to the Animal Protection Group watchdog in Thailand. Uh, but they crazy. interviewed the dog, and they were worried because uh, they kept taking him to restaurants, and he, he was afraid. Well, did you see the related story that, that said 135 miles away in Vietnam that dog had been removed from the menu the day before? No. So I'm thinking he you know, Sparky there was... You know, looking for freedom. Yeah, and caused a little bit of a problem for a few diners that night. Wanted to have it, delicious canine. Well, that and the fact that he had that tattoo removed from his arm that said something like 25 cents a pound. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's so, probably not related, but yeah. It's, could, <laughs> dog tattoos on the next Please Stand By. Uh, Paul, mm. I understand that's that you me. had a... You had a uh, phone call from the IRS. Oh, did I? Ooh. Had several. They're very helpful people. You know, they they take your money and then they call you and tell you that they want to take more. Yeah, I know. And then they threaten to sue you. I've been through this, mm -hmm. and uh, so I'm dying to hear what you, what you have. Um, do you mind if I play the clip that you brought? Yeah, I think uh, I think you'll enjoy it. It might help some people. Let's do it. So I got some voicemails. Allegedly from the IRS telling me I'm going to be sued. I'm sure you guys have heard of this scam before, so I thought I'd have some fun with it. Here's the voicemail. The reason of this call is to inform you that the IRS is filing lawsuits against you. To get more information about this case file, please call immediately on our department number 314-449-9340. I repeat 314-449. 9340. Thank you. 
So what better way to get to the bottom of this than to give him a call? Busy. Come on now. Talk to me, douchebags. Takes a while to get to India, I guess. Hello? Yes, hello? Yes, my... Excuse me? Can you hear? Isn't this the IRS? Hello? Yes. This is a radio station. No, it is not a radio station. I received a call about uh, IRS. Uh, I'm, your mom told me to call when I was last night. Wow, that's cool music. Can you play more? That's Hello? it. That's all you got is some crappy music. You can't. You can't say anything else. This is entertaining. You're pretty good. You should go on tour. So you guys have like a Hammond organ there in the office, huh? In the sweat lodge in India. That's great. You guys, you need a little bit of practice though. And I want to hear some vocals. Hello? That's it? Yes. Nothing else to say? My senior officer wants to I'm sorry. Excuse me? What do you want? I'm calling about being sued by the IRS. Awesome. More music. Cool. Maybe this could be the new theme song for the podcast. <laughs> Your joke. Okay. Thank you. How many people do you guys scam every day? I'm just curious. Yeah. How many people do y'all scam? Oh, good. I think he's connected me to another caller. I, I don't work for the IRS. I'm calling to find out. Oh, what a shame. Lost my connection. Oh, well. I'll call back. Internal Revenue Services. How can I help you? Uh, yes, I received a call about something about a lawsuit. Okay. Sir, can you please verify me your first name and your last name so I can pull out your case file? My first name is Richard, and the last name is ha Handler, H-A-N-D-L-E-R. I'm, I'm looking for Richard Johnson. No, not Johnson. Handler, H-A-N-D-L-E-R. Friends call me Dick. No, 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 no. But, sir, I am looking for a Richard Johnson. Oh, so, well, I got a message on my voicemail from you guys yesterday, three of them, actually. Okay, so it might be a wrong person, sir. Sorry for that. Have a nice day. All right, I guess I have to call back as Richard Johnson. Dick Johnson. I like that. Let's try it. Thank you for calling Internal Revenue Service. This is Ryan Jones from the Criminal Investigations Department of the IRS. How may I help you? Uh, yes, I received a, a couple of voicemails yesterday um, regarding being sued. You might have some mistakes, sir. IRS doesn't call. How can you say that? Well, I it, it was like an automated voicemail telling me to call this number because I was going to be sued by the IRS. No, sir. You might have some mistakes. So you guys didn't call me? You know, well, I think IRS doesn't call, sir. 
Okay, well don't then. Don't worry about it. Okay, go to bed and sleep well. So don't worry about that. All right, Thank I'll so kiss. Much. I'll kiss your mother goodnight. She's right next to me. Oh, that's a shame. He hung up on me. Hmm. I guess I'll have to try later. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Oh, uh, you know, I just sometimes. Uh, you just like you've done on the show and, and and it's interesting like I, we talked about this beforehand that uh uh i i've been i did this a long time ago right and you and then i start listening to please stand by and i hear you doing these things i'm like damn damn that's guy that guy has got some great ideas yeah <laughs> and i and i never knew what to do with it now now it's yours it's on please stand by i'm on bless you <clears throat> but yeah those and I, bastards i mean come on really and who falls for that i know people do cuz they keep doing it but you you find anybody from the age of 80 to 100 and they will definitely shovel out everything they own to some idiot who is who is cruel enough to steal from somebody like that or the lesser intelligent Luke Bryans of the world hmm. they'll they'll just soap them right up because uh, you talk to an indian person or an a, a Pakistani person every single time you call Dell every single time you call Comcast every single time you call um, your mother, and that's what happens. And so, if you get a call from the IRS, and all of a sudden that person gets on the phone, you're not going to think anything. And I hope I didn't come across racist. And of course, I would because I'm white. So right. You're by default. You're ra- racist, no matter what you do. I am racist, and uh, and so I embrace it. But you know what's and, uh, what's funny about that? Uh, I mean, I like the fact that you kind of do it as a as a public service. I mean, in a in a funny way because people you have to. It, I'm thinking that probably the people that are going to fall for that are not listening to Please Stand By, but you know, right? You know, well, Bertha there in the in the in the you know nursing home isn't going. Well, you know, Kevin played that thing on this show, and and, and I'm not going to fall for that now. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, and she will, she'll be called a mother bitch <laughs> yes. by by the guy from the IRS. Yeah, but does. you know what? It's you see these. There's all these uh, YouTube videos about guys that that call the scammers, and and it's also the the we are from Microsoft's tech, technical support. You're having a problem with your computer, and those guys call me at my office, and I'm met, I, I'm sorry, I f- with them. Oh, that was a nice. You bleep. have to. I like that bleep. Can I Thank borrow you. that bleep? I, it happens. It, say it again. It happens. Look at that. Damn it. Maybe you don't bleep damn no, it. No, not there. Oh, damn it. You don't bleep no. damn it. No, nor bitch. Bitch doesn't. I covered your shit. Do it again. Bitch, damn it. Yep, see? Third what if, one. I, what if I went. Always happens. Bitch, shit, damn it. That second. Yeah, you're good. Thank <clears> you. <throat> yeah, but. Uh, the, Those are also my Christian names that you. Bitch, shit, damn it. Called or shit, bitch, damn it. No, actually, the first one. The second one they were thinking of, but um, there's too many syllables. Uh, that's a mouthful. I mean, you don't want a mouthful of that. So the IRS <laughs> people, don't yeah, fall for it. At, Please don't fall for it. What I was trying to say is that YouTube videos on the scammers, you'll get people chiming in that are Indian and saying, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with our country. Why are there, why people are doing this so much there? But Wow. Well, they, they want to steal. It, it, they're making money. From far, far, far away. You can't catch them. Well, I have a recording to play for you. Lovely. This is called Zurb's Quick Interview, tonight with my good friend, Lisa Johnson. Roll it. And now, Zurb's Interview, short and sweet. We have to be really quiet. 
Yes. I'm in a place where a lot of old people are sleeping. Yeah, it's almost 11 o'clock at night. But I'm going to do this interview with a beautiful woman. Oh, my God. Here we go. But since we couldn't find her, I'm going to do it with you instead. Oh, my God. Shh, shh. People are sleeping. Shh. Okay. okay. Now, this is awesome, Lisa. Hello. Lisa. I'm Lisa. I'm going to ask you five questions. Okay. Five. Who farted? The dog or the cat? Cat. Because I have a cat. Me too. Okay, you have two. I have one. Anyways. True. And the cat farted. Okay. Oh, was I right? Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, second question. Okay. Four. Simpsons or Family Guy? Family Guy. All the way. Sorry. That's wrong. Why is that wrong? Because <laughs> I stole the Simpsons. I hate the Simpsons. Sorry. Three. Sausage or bacon? Bacon. No, I'm sorry. We were looking for hash browns. Um, can there be corned beef in it? Mm, no. Why? You don't like corned beef? Yeah, I do. Okay. Only on St. Patrick's Day. I had it on St. Patrick's Day. Which was very Anyways. close to what we're doing now. And oh. that's cool. Perfect timing. Very awesome. um, topical. Nice. Two. You're very pretty, by the way. Oh, stop. Uh, am I pretty? Yes, you're pretty. That's not one of the questions. Damn it. <laughs> Disney or Warner Brothers? Oh, God. That's a hard one. Warner Brothers. Very good. Awesome. You weren't fed that. This is the one I ask all the chicks. Ew, okay. Do you love me? Yes. I love you too. (laughs) (laughs) Always. Bye, people. Bye, people. That was a fun one to do. I've known Lisa for a long time. Well, guess what? We finally, finally got a call from Bab Shermack. I guess he's, he's been busy, but he found time to give us a call, so... I'm going to go ahead and play his message. Are you ready? I am ready. All right, here we go. Hi, who's on the phone? Greetings and salutations to you, sirs. Well, this is Bob Schirmack of Racine, Wisconsin, and I'm just calling in after a long absence to tell you both, Mr. Zerbison and Mr. Ferguson, that I still love listening to your Please Stand By podcast after all of these years. Uh, You two are to be commended for your commitment to excellence in podcasting and for your ability to keep the podcast fresh after such a long duration and also for your willingness to do it all at no cost to your humble listeners. I know that there are some podcasts that I've listened to that are really so bad, even though I didn't pay anything to hear them, I feel that I deserve some money back. (laughs) Well, I have so much information of which to bring you both abreast about my fiancé, the ever-vixenish Maxine Levine of Racine. Yes, you both heard that right. Maxine and I are to be wedded in holy matrimony. Wow. I can't tell you both how excited we are to tell you about our upcoming nuptials. I really look forward to the day in the near future when I enter into ball and chain them with her. <laughs> well, it was about two months ago when I popped the question to MP. That's my nickname for Maxine. It stands for Maximum Pleasure. Anywho, Maxine was watching one of my comedy sets at the Comedy Corner, which, as I've mentioned, is actually just a small stage just to the left of the salad bar at the Ramada Inn out on Northwestern Avenue here in Racine. As is usual, I was killing it. That's a show business term for you non-comedy lay people out there, which means I was entirely successful at my mirth-making in front of a captive crowd. Well, Maxine was in the audience that night. 
well, truth be told, she was the audience that night. No one else had bothered to show up. I was feeling rather rambunctious because she was snorting and guffawing at my every utterance during the set. So, given my feelings for her, and given the relative romantic quietness of the room that night, there was no one at the salad bar either, I determined that it would be the perfect setting and time for me to respectfully ask for her hand and, truth be told, her entire lithe body in marriage. A few days earlier, I had gotten an engagement ring for her. Thank you very much, Iron Claw Machine at the local arcade. <laughs> so, for my last set, I stepped down to her table, knelt on the ground, which was quite a feat in and of itself, given the series of harnesses, belts, and trusses <laughs> that I'm required to wear, and I asked her to join me in wedlock. Oh. She said yes immediately, thank goodness, because I had no idea how I was going to get her chrome-plated engagement ring back into the iron claw machine. <laughs> we were so excited that we sat down at the barroom table and began making wedding plans forthwith. Uh, taking just enough time out of our arrangements, by the way, to consummate our newfound engagement with a quickie on said table. Yeah. So, as of right now, you both can call me the pre-Mr. Le- Maxine Levine, nay, Shermack of Racine. Catchy. Now, Maxine and I are planning our wedding for early June. Uh, I will be held at our favorite theme park in the Wisconsin Dells. Perhaps you've heard of it. It's called Dellywood. <laughs> Anywho, we've invited over 100 guests already, including, I might add, a one Sal LaSalle and his wife, Sally DeSalle LaSalle. Uh, Has Sal ever mentioned her before? (laughs) Uh, Both of Del Boca Vista Phase 3, Florida. Sal and Sally have already RSVP'd us to let us know that they plan to attend. Uh, This is doubly fortuitous for Sal and I because when he gets to Racine, we both plan to sit down before the actual wedding day to work out details of our upcoming fall telethon fundraiser, Moolah for Muleopia. <laughs> if you both will recall, Muleopia is a debilitating condition, commonly known as clinical stubbornness, that affects nearly 1% of Americans over the age of 85. And Sal and I are trying to raise money to combat it. Given that most of the surviving members of the sickeningly positive 1970s commercial arts folk singing group Well Done You suffer from it, causing a cancellation of the planned reunion tour of the ensemble, Up Yours Palooza Tooza, that Sal and I were hoping to launch. In any case, Sal and I would really appreciate any help that you both can provide in spreading the news on your podcast about Muleopia and our attempt to fund further research into this misunderstood and non existent malady. Many thanks in advance. <laughs> Maxine and I have also mailed invitations to you both, too, Mr. Ah, Zerb and Mr. Ferg. I'll get you one, Paul. And Please. also to your main squeezes, Shelley and Sarah. We hope you'll all be able to nice. grace our wedding with your presence and your presence. Get it? Yeah, I just... <laughs> Do you think you'll be able to attend? Maxine and I really hope so, as we consider you all dear friends. Uh-huh. Also, because if you and everyone we've invited don't attend, the Winsleydale and Limburger cheese wedding cake that we've mm. ordered will all go to waste. <laughs> well, I'll let you both go now. I've got to get ready for another set at the Comedy Corner tonight, and Maxine plans to attend. If I'm lucky, she'll again be the only one in the audience, and, well, can you blame me? I get free drinks at the bar during my set, and I get a free plate of cubed cheese from the salad bar during my set, 
So why not go for the trifecta and get some free noogie during my set as well? <laughs> In any case, take care, you two. Keep up the stellar work on Please Stand By, and we'll see all four of you at Dellywood in June for our grand wedding. Good day to you, sirs. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> Whoa. That is awesome. I never knew it. They, I guess I knew that day would come, but I didn't think it would come so soon. Wow. They, um, I, I don't understand why they didn't ask Well Done You to play the wedding, though. That's you something I, I don't know either. Maybe um, I should talk to him about that because he seems to know them pretty well. Yeah, but if they've got that, they're all suffering from the non-existent malady of uh, muleopia. I don't know that they could play a wedding. We should we should do a quick uh, commercial for that. We should. Let's do it. Um, hold on one second. Let me think. What was his definition? The inability to. Uh, it's it's called um, um, uh, uncontrollable stubbornness. Right, uncontrollable stubbornness. Okay. All right, here we go. Um, hi. Yeah. My name's Kevin, and this is my friend Paul. Yeah. So, what and do you want? S- my friend Paul suffers from. Melioba. Whatever. It's Maybe. it's a disease that's one percent of the country suffers, especially people under eighty six. Uh, over eighty six. I, I don't want I'm not doing this. I'm not gonna do it. And it has to do with no. severe stubbornness. Nope. Not happening. Nope. Wouldn't you like to help I someone don't even like Paul? Wanna be here as I no, I, you know what? I told I told I said I would do it. I'm not. I'm 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 leaving. I, I can't. Don't let that happen to you. Wait, someone's at the door. You know, you told me you were going to give me a free hamburger. I came here. I'm waiting. I want my damn hamburger. Okay? I am not leaving here until I get the hamburger that you promised me. It ain't right, dude! <laughs> Help those with Melio... Help those who came for hamburgers. that They were promised. Yeah. Stubborn hamburgers are the best. Mm. All right, kid. That's not true. You're older than me. Hey, Dad. Hmm? You ready? It's time to talk music. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) It's that yogurt girl. Hello. Who are you? Well, Well, my name is Paul. Hi, Paul. Hi, what do you what do you do for a living? I sit here and wait for you to come in. It's my oh, new nice. job. I just got hired. Can I, can I sit on your lap? Absolutely not. Great, here I come. So, um, <laughs> God, you're heavy. You sound so light on the show, but geez. I know it's weird, isn't it? Um, you know something about you? Let me stroke your hair. I don't have any, but go ahead. What the hell is... Oh, that's, that's my bouche. Hold on. Um, let me ask you some questions very quickly. My hair's up uh, on my head, not where your hands are right now. I know, right? Right. So, the first question, listen, I, I hear you've been a bad boy. Now you go to my room. <laughs> two more and I leave. Okay, the second one is, my body's got 206 bones. You, you want to give me another one? 
Yeah, and let me go get it. It's over on the table here. Hang on a second. What? No, don't. We, we're both moving. We're both moving. It, it vibrates, though. Here you go. Take this. You might want to go over to that bed. See the bed over there in the corner? If you lie down on that, Kashira, you will see all the pictures of Ferg. <laughs> Just turn that thing on high. See the dial? There's a setting. You can put it on high. I got it. Oh, God, you really prepared. Um, <laughs> well, Ferg gave me some pointers. Speaking of pointers, yes. Here's one of them right now. Look at it; it's very pointy. Let me ask you with this. Blue. Hey, one more question. <laughs> this one is red, and he uses it to point out on his graphs when he's baking how many ingredients are going into this. This thing, this bread needs this. Here's another pointer that you put on your head. It's got like that round part, the arrow, so it looks like it's going through your head, but it's really not. So yeah, lots really? of pointers he gave me. Um, hey, I got one more for you. I'm going to go then. <laughs> you don't seem to want to you know, hang out with me, Kefira. You're like, driving me a little crazy. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, I've listened to you so much on the show, I feel like I know you. and uh, I'm scared. Me... But here's the last. Hey, what's better than roses on a piano? Mm, you naked? No. <laughs> Two lips on an organ. <laughs> I have never seen her get that upset with anybody. I think you figured out a way to, to. So maybe if Ferg keeps talking, she'll leave. No, I think it was the point, the colorful pointers that Ferg gave me. Oh, she seemed very disturbed by those. Did you see the way she was licking her lips when she was looking at the red one? Yeah, I did. That's creepy. Then she started using it as if it was a lipstick thing, but then she realized Mm. it wasn't lipstick. Yeah, you don't put lipstick there. No, she did. (laughs) You shouldn't. I guess not. Um, hey, what music did you listen to? Well, I listened to uh, a band called Mew. Like the cat? Just, except nothing like the cat. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Simultaneously both and neither. I don't think I've ever heard of Mew. I, I wasn't sure if you had, actually. But, you know, um, I thought it was appropriate. Well, I've literally been listening to it in the, in the car lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I got into them in around the time that this particular album came out in uh, or 2000, mid probably spring 2003, I think it was. And they are a Danish band, and it's very like kind of pop, choppy, compressed guitar, uh, very melodic, lots of cool chord progressions. Um, it'll it does a lot of the you know, softer section and into the jangly guitars, then back to softer section. And, and, uh, the, the guy sings, he, I know you like, uh, we haven't really gotten into our various musical likes. We have some commonalities, but, um, I'm a huge progressive music guy. I love progressive rock and roll. So, and that's, that's something that I think these guys are. Yeah. Part they're, of, right? they're really cool. And then, then there's the songs are very, are also very catchy too. There's, there's a pop element to it, but the guy sings in kind of a high voice. It's, I don't know if that's his natural singing voice or it's, it's kind of a falsetto thing going on, but, um, but it seems to fit the music. So I don't know if you want just a grungy metal guy voice or, you know, if you can handle the voice that's a little I bit higher. I can handle but, the high, the high pitchy stuff. Uh, yeah. So the, um, the songs are, are, as I said, they're very catchy. Uh, and I, and I kind of chose this for a couple of reasons and it, coincided with actually listening to it mew for cats because you've got the two cats there jerry and dina and, and they live and, <laughs> and they do 
So this album is called Fringers, and it's a not quite friends, not quite strangers, which is sort of what we are right now. So, uh, amen. I like it now. I, I didn't understand what that meant, but I like it. Yeah, and there's a couple. I, if you're going to check this one out, you can obviously play all these on, on you know YouTube or whatever. Uh, there's on this album, I like uh, track one. Am I Rye? No. And track <laughs> track nine is called She Spider. That's a good one. And track number two is called One Five Six, and coincidentally, that is the amount of time I heat my instant coffee in my office microwave. One minute fifty six. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Because I figured out that's where it's just right. It's not too freaking hot. It's not cold, and you know, there you go. Smart, awesome. It all comes together. It's, it's just right. What did you listen to, Kevin? Hey, the answer is Empath. By Devin Townsend. Brand new album just came out March 29th. I'm a huge Devin Townsend fan. Do you know who Devin Townsend is? I have heard you mention Devin Townsend, and I have heard a couple of things, yes. He has done some amazing music on his own in his later years, since he's grown up quite a bit, had a family. He has kid. Uh, kid is family. Uh, got married. He's changed so much since he had a child, and it's really improved his music. Before this, he was uh, his first band was Steve Vai. Mm-hmm. He played in Steve uh, Vai's band. He was the lead singer of the band Vai, and um, then he went on to do uh, uh, Strapping Young Lads in Canada. He's a Canadian musician, and uh, he is just incredibly, incredibly talented. There's a lot of symphonic work on this. This is progressive metal normally, but he's got like an opera song he wrote. And his voice is so perfect for opera. He has such an empowering voice. He has like a five octave range. And I just love him. I can't say enough. So if you get a chance, check it out, Empath. It's his 18th studio album and uh, released on his Heavy Devi Records. So it's all his. He doesn't have to worry about anybody taking anything from him. And he did it all himself, and I That's love awesome. it. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to look into more of his stuff. Or actually listen to it, because that's really probably good. better than looking at it. Listening to it would be a very good idea. This you should build up to. If you get Empath as the first album, you'll be like, what the hell? Why is he all over the place? And... As it all builds up to this particular album, the other albums before it, maybe six albums worth, seem to have just a smidgen of all of the stuff that's an empath in it. So it's like one album is all extremely heavy, and the next album is extremely soft. Ghost is like nothing but beautiful fall asleep music and, and mixed in with like Native American music or Native Canadian music. I don't know. Here's one of my cats. Look who jumped up. This is Dina Martin. Hey, Dina. Dina Martin, Dina Martin, and the other one is Jerry Lewis. Coincidentally, there are entertainers named very similarly to that, or was, you know, I don't know if you knew about that. It was just something I know. It's just kind of happened that you named him that, I guess. Huh, weird. Yeah. The reason I call Jerry Lewis Jerry Lewis is because um, he's Jewish. Hmm. So. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So Dina's Saturdays are kind of off limits for him. Yeah, I don't get it. Especially this time of year. Well, Dean so. Dina is in the middle of Lent. Mm. Uh, Jerry goes out late at night and goes, "Hey, this humidity." Does he does he have the little tendril things on the side of his ears? The... Yes, the tendril. Nice. Is that the layman term for <laughs> I guess Jewish? That's what I... Those those Hasidic tendrils. <laughs> Making this <laughs> up as I go along. <laughs> There's that beep again. Damn it. You want to play some video games? Only if I get to pew. 
you could pew at the end of this. I would be honored if you would pew with us. You're not pewing. I pewed. What'd you play there, Paul? Well, you know, I got to preface this by saying it, it's a little bit annoying because, yeah, I, I like retro games. Uh, yeah, I like the television. I have one, obviously, since I was a kid. I have a podcast about it. So everybody right. just assumes, oh, you know, Paul just plays in television games, whatever, you know, never tries anything new. So, yeah. So anyway, um, I played uh, in television Shark Shark, Kevin. Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, 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 good. Yeah, so I played in television games, so get over it, okay? So, so okay. the reason. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I come into your house for the first time and I order you around. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'll be back next Do week. Do it. Huh? That's, yeah. Turns right. me on. Turns me on. Go yeah, on. that's creepy. Put your pants back on. Sorry. Anyway, so the reason I played this game, Shark Shark is because that's what we're covering on episode 36 of the podcast. And there's a... Yeah, oh, laziness. Well, there's a reason that it's episode 36, because back in like episode four or five, which you're probably about to get to, I made some off-the-cuff yes. comment that episode 36 was going to be Shark Shark. So I stuck to it. So you got to do it. You and stuck with it. Even though that, mean, that meant that I had to do like three or four special episodes that were not episode numbers just to get to it, you know, to make it work. And... My laziness comment is actually a shit comment because of the fact that you were informed that you were doing this show a day before what happened. Yeah, that's part of it. So I'm sorry. I retract and deduct my statement. But I, you don't need to. Remember, I'm not offended. Uh, but but yeah, I did. I played oh, it good. just to catch up because I, I try to revisit the games the that I played as a kid when we're going to cover them, you know, review them. But but I've also been playing some things that I can't tell you uh, on the PlayStation Four, and the reason I can't tell you is because I've been playing some early versions of the new Intellivision Amico games uh, on, on PC. I gotcha. Understood. I've been playing some games yeah. from developers who are doing new, unique versions of a game they've already done. I've been playing some things on the PS4. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, kind of all, all over the place. I mean, I tend to go out and play in the main cabinet in the arcade, but all, all that stuff's kind of being moved around again, just like everything here. So not a whole lot of gaming lately. Yeah, so Shark Shark is a game about your little fish, and you have to eat fish that are smaller than you in order to grow. And every, hmm, I think there's a point number that you grow. I should know this because I'm doing a freaking episode about it. But uh, now I'm sounding like Ferg. Uh, Just they, talking questions. Is there a growing period that I day? I think there's a thing you yeah. grow. And, yeah. When so, you do you play is there bubbles in the game there, I, yeah you know i think there were I, there's something like watery thing and a fish i love you for it but that's exactly <laughs> i don't remember i did that episode a long time ago i forgot the game you know? hey, shut up kevin i don't even know <laughs> you know how hard it is to do a show about Atari? You have no idea. It's so hard. It's so much research. And I have well, to go bake. I'm looking at the screen now, and I can't decide which fish you're supposed to be. Are you supposed to be the shark, or are you supposed to be the little yellow guy going around? No. If it's two-player, you're either yellow or red. But one-player, you're the 
little yellow fish, you eat smaller fish, then you grow, and as you grow, you can eat bigger fish. And then you can also bite the shark's tail. If you bite it enough times, he sinks to the bottom, you get bonus points. And it just goes on and on. And, and if you're playing two-player, you can eat the other guy if he's smaller than you. And it's a very simple little game. And I recently interviewed the programmer, which took some doing to find her. Um, and her? About the game. Yeah, she, was, uh, she worked for Mattel back in the day, made this game. And she was like one of the first women uh, game programmers of that uh, kind of the whole home video game era in the early 80s. Bless you. That is awesome. Way to go. Yeah. Seriously, it's it's it, hard also, to get into. Yeah, it is. And it was, um, Mattel had a lot of, uh, a lot of diversity in the people they hired there. So thank yeah. you, Mattel. That's a, that's the time period where we were pushing women out of the Boston marathon. Mm. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of stuff Did, going on outside of that, with it wasn't so inclusive for, for exactly. women and minorities and stuff. Very cool. But we're making a new version of that on the new Intellivision too. So yeah, it's a all men doing game. that, or are all, they... All, yeah, there's no women allowed on the new... Thank God. Just God. Come, I know, right? Now that we can really talk freely here, shh, women game designers. <laughs> women making games. Of course, it has to do with fish, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, yeah, there's that smell. Dear, please stand by podcast. <laughs> I was terribly offended at the remark from your guest host, uh, used... Mr. Handler. <laughs> Uh, Richard, uh, Dick Handler. I did not approve of his uh, grouping uh, women together with fish. That was inappropriate. Yes. And then you're going to record yourself later going, I'm sorry, listeners, this guy is just a douche. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Was... I played Batman Arkham Asylum. Hmm. And the reason I did this is because I played every other Batman game in the, the gamut. Uh, but I just... I've never played the original, which started them all off. I have Arkham Origins. I have uh, the Arkham Knight. I have Arkham City. I have uh, Arkham Bakery. Uh, the Enemy Within. Arkham Origins. Um, I've I've played all of them. I don't even have Lego Batman yet. I didn't want to get that one. But uh, there's even a free series, by the way. Uh, episode one is free of Batman: The Telltale uh, Series. I'm stuck on the bakery one. <laughs> There's a bakery the one? The bakery one is where Batman actually tries to make a bunt cake and totally f***s it up. I, he tries, but it takes a while. But no, my point being, this is a great beginner game. I am a huge fan of the Batman games. These, these games were, were awesome. They just recently f uh, released Spider-Man in the same format that this game is, and I'm dying to play that too, but I haven't done it yet. Um, and it's it's such an awesome game. There's a lot of uh, running around and beating things up, and the way that the the combinations are set, you are in control of just how it works and how they fight. And the cinematics are great. The stories are wonderful. And Joker being played by Mark Hamill in every mm. game, mm -hmm. I I love that to death. And I also love the fact. Side note, really quick, he's playing Chucky in the new Chucky movie. The new uh, remake of Child's Play. That's Mark Hamill doing the Chucky oh, voice. Nice. I f I fainted. Now I gotta see it because I love I love Mark Hamill's ability to do voices. I I'm a uh, voice person. I love that. Um, hence my beautiful Luke Bryan. Mm. But but I anyway, call him beautiful. this game was on. Yeah. This uh, he, he thank you. Uh, ain't beautiful. He sure is. I tell you what, that brick on the side of his face. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> 
Um, but this game, right now, it's $19.99. You can add it to your card if you want at that price. If you wait, uh, I got it, I think, for $2.99 on a sale on a weekend. So put it in your wish list if you're a PC gamer and uh, or even PS4 or whatever. Put it in the wish list on Steam. It's well worth it. Uh, the recent reviews are very positive. All reviews, 12,000 plus, overwhelmingly positive. It came out in 2010. Love the game. Check it out. Yeah, I watched some uh, video of it. It definitely looks pretty cool. I, I'm not at, like a massive Batman fan, but I could see getting into something like that. And I, I am a Batman fan until the DC movies mm. came out. I'm a Batman fan after Michael Keaton. When Michael Keaton finished, that's when I stopped being mm. a fan. And I'm more of a Batman fan when, um, oh, who's the poor gentleman that passed away, the older guy, the original series on TV. Oh, yeah, that would be, uh, what's his name? West, Adam West? Adam West, bless you. Adam West, when he was doing the show, I loved it. Hey, Paul, should we talk about the ending song choice? I think we should, because you just brought it up. I found a treasure house of music. The sound engineer is ready. The musicians are set. Now examined and found flawless, it is recorded for you by the world's greatest artist. And the world's greatest artist this evening is Paul Nermanen. Paul. Never been called that before. I've been called a lot of things. What is your real name? My real name? I didn't mess up Nermanen, did I? No. Greatest artist thing. That's what I've never been called. Oh, yeah. That's you. <laughs> no, you actually said the name correctly. Congratulations. And my middle name is Kevin, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. Awesome. Look at that. That's my real name. So People call me Zerb. Damn things But my, my Christian name, aside from bitch Yeah, you told damn. me it was bitch damn it or whatever. whatever. Yeah, but uh, it's actually Kevin bitch damn. <laughs> and uh, last name is Zerby. And... I'm called Zerb because people don't pronounce the E. It's silent. And Zerbinator's nickname. Anyway, forget it. I'm going to yap. This is about you. Tell me about this song that I'm choosing, which happens to be Let's Moved by Veractor Ratio. That's a band that is of one person, you. That would be me, yeah. That was one of many projects I've done musically. Uh, that name, Veractor Ratio, I know it's weird, right? It's one of those things that doesn't really make sense, but that's kind of what you want to do when you name a band, right? something i like it especially for the type of music it is it matches perfectly with that yeah because for actors like your an electronic thing to vary frequencies and the ratio is like how much are you varying it so there's like a variety of stuff that i did in within that name but uh yeah this particular song was actually originally written for another guy who was a synth pop artist and he wanted me to write a song for him he was doing a bunch of songs for an album and he was having all these various uh, electronic or synth pop uh composers or musicians do songs for him to put his own lyrics and vocals to and um that his uh name he went under eloquent i don't know if he's still doing stuff that was a number of years ago but um i actually when i wrote this uh, and then that's also when i was working on my other music project nervous with susan orvis vocalist and she was kind of mad that this wasn't going to be a nervous song because she liked it, but but anyway, I gave it to this other guy. There's still a chance. Yeah, there's still a chance. It's never, it's never too late. But uh, I I gave it to him, and he did a song with it. And then um, years later, uh, not that long ago, um, Greg Polander, who does the SNES podcast, yes, I and I'm friends with mm-hmm. Greg. Yes. So he asked me if I would do some music for him. And I went through some of the stuff that, you know, as you know, being like we are, we have unfinished ideas or a whole bunch of stuff that 
sitting around and I said, well, oh, what do yeah. you think of these? And I put a few out there and he goes, I really like that one. Let's move. Uh, and oh, I said, okay, cool. well, let me do a real short edited version and I'll drop in a bunch of Super Nintendo sound effects and stuff. And uh, as far as I know, he's still using it. I haven't caught recent shows of his, but uh, yeah. I cannot wait to play it. It's one of my favorites. Uh, you gave me a link for all your music, which you can find at www.nurmix.com, N-U-R-M-I-X.com. Check it out. It's a great place to go and just hit play and do whatever you're working on or sit outside and stare at the sun whatever you do to entertain yourself because this is the type of music you want to do when you're doing that so thank you very much for this uh, stare at the sun for hours when i listen to my stuff i do too (laughs) i like to do it with a telescope because you can really see the flames i duct tape two magnifying glasses over my eyes and do it that way (laughs) oh i know a guy duct tapes a brick to his head he's right outside your door staring in the window now <laughs> Thank you so very, very much for filling in tonight, and I appreciate it so much. You're the first person to ever fill in for Fergie. I, I'm and, honored, um, you know. I couldn't. Uh, it's it's I a great show. It. It's it's hilarious. Uh, I I would never want to get in the way of you know Ferg and you got you doing the show together because you guys have such chemistry and it's uh yeah. But this is so much better. I mean, really, you know. You did. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, but. I can't thank you enough. Yeah, and, and it, it means the world to it, me, and you have been an uber kind fan, and I appreciate it for everything you've said and shared. And thank you very much for having me on. This was awesome. Thank you for being a part of it. And now, join us next time when Paul says, "And here we go." Mm-hmm. Can't have manslaughter without laughter. I get it. <laughs> Play on words.
www.wordpress.com. Visit Zerbinator Land on Facebook and Twitter. All shows available in iTunes, Stitcher, RSS Download, and Google Play. Thanks for listening. Have a good night.